0: From
1: the Arsenal. Hello and welcome to Blast from the Arsenal, your fifth favourite podcast about Arsenal Football Club. I'm your host this week, Diddley, and with me, as always, is, is Angelo. Hello, mate. Hello. Um, yeah, a bit like Arsenal, we're trying to break into that top four, and we've probably got a better chance judging on
0: yesterday's performance. Wouldn't you say? I would say. Although you said that we were our fifth favorite podcast, we were the fourth favorite before. Have we slipped down somehow? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. As long as we're on your list, that's what counts. That's that's it, how people?
1: I'm feeling today, anyway. But we're here to bring some positivity back to you guys, because I'm sure a few of you are feeling down, like us. We were last night uh, after the game against Leicester. So let's uh, try and bring some positivity back to it. Because despite my uh, monotone (laughs) voice, I am a positive guy. Uh, uh, So that's what we're going to try and do for you tonight. Um, Should we get straight into it or is there other stuff you want to
0: start with? Uh, Not particularly, just don't forget to find us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, At Blast Arsenal Pod. That's the one. Yeah. Um, but no, other than that, let's get down to let's get to down the, the nitty gritty. Dissect what happened.
1: There's a lot to get through. So Arsenal lost one nil at home to Leicester last night. Uh, Jamie Vardy, of course, inevitably popped up with a goal because he he uh, he loves
0: to score against us, doesn't he, Angelo? He does. I did see you know a stat because that's what I do that uh what was the start let me find it let me find it i think it's something along the lines of uh here you go i've got it here top scorers in the premier league against arsenal uh Wayne Rooney with 12 goals that was always an inevitable situation Jamie Vardy with 11 goals and only two of them were penalties so you know scoring from open play against us on the regular uh, and of course he he didn't even start yesterday did he um, and he still managed to score against us. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just not not surprised. And what is that? Our second Premier League loss in a row? Th- no, a third, isn't it? It was Liverpool City.
1: Yeah, so we've we're Liverpool. on this uh, run of games that was uh, tricky run of games. Well, so far we haven't got one point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, uh, and it extends what we were talking about last week. Our run of games against um, top six teams, which granted it was away, wasn't it, our statistics yeah. we were talking about and this was at home, but even so. Well, we got a chance
1: to put that right on Sunday, am I right? Yeah. Against Man United, but, but let's talk about this game. How, how did you feel at, at the end of it and after the 90 minutes? Um,
0: tired. <laughs> <laughs> because it was on at a shit time. I hate those late Sunday kick uh, kickoffs, they're awful. But I guess with regards yeah. to the game... I mean, who
1: needs that on a Sunday evening? You're trying to unwind, you know, sort of get ready, prepared for work. You know, it's the last sort of... you just squeezing out those
0: hours of, yeah. of your weekend. Yeah. And and, and that. it rests on a knife edge of whether you go to bed refreshed, ready for work the next day, mm. or stewing over the fact it was such a yeah, shit yeah. result. How did I feel to answer your question? Um, really frustrated because, uh, and we'll go into the detail in a second, but I felt for the first 45 minutes, we were just knocking on the door and, mm. um, you know, you could see something was going to happen. But as the game wore on, we just fell apart. We ran out of ideas. Leicester were very well drilled. And so I guess by the time the game was over, it was like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> you know, to, to be blunt.
1: Yeah. You? I I was very frustrated and quite angry, actually, for the first time in a long time uh, after watching Arsenal. And for me, that's actually a positive because I feel like um, expectations are higher now. Okay. That's what's changed. That's why I felt the way I did because that's a game that... In the past, you know, before Arteta, uh, possibly we would have just gone, yeah, well, you know, that's where we're at. Yeah. Kind of that yeah. sort of level of disappointment. Just, just, just accepting. Just it. accepting the fact, you know, that we're just not very good anymore. But since Arteta's come in, I think people have definitely been lifted and there's a belief there that, that, that we can go on and sort of, finish higher up in the league, mm. break into that top four. And uh, when results like this happen, it is it is frustrating because it looked like we've sort of taken a step forward, maybe two back.
0: Mm. Especially as it felt like an absolute smash and grab.
1: Well, yeah, that yeah, too, because they didn't have much uh,
0: in the way of an attacking, attacking threat, threat they really. basically had two back fives until yeah. Vardy came I on. Mean,
1: yeah, they played without a striker. I- yeah, yeah. Diffi-
0: it's difficult to break down. Um, I could tell you were angry because you texted me straight after the game and said, for fuck's sake, <laughs> and then another message, I'm too angry to tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Yeah, it's raw emotion from this podcast. Yeah, and we, we try
1: not to tweet too much based on emotion, I think. Um, well, well, I I don't anyway. But...
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: it's hard, I guess, isn't it?
0: Talk to me about the starting line-up. Any surprises in there for you? Uh, I was happy to see the three best midfielders, um,
1: you know, Party, Shaka, and Ceballos, I think is probably the three, you know, that that we've been waiting for, Mm -hmm. waiting to see. Um, I didn't think uh, Ceballos was great. I think he was asked to play in a new sort of role, maybe... Well, obviously he's not used to, out on the right kind of hand side of it. What did you think to that? Sloppy
0: in possession. Which yeah, he was, not unusually. Not particularly like him, no. yeah. Um, uh, very sloppy in possession. And I guess the, the only thing I can say about those three in particular was they represented where we are at the moment in our midfield. Yeah, You know, you look back a few years ago where we had Santi Cazorla, Aaron Ramsey, Jack Wilshere, Ruziki, lots of creativity there. And I felt with these three, it was side to side, backwards, side to side, backwards. And again, we were playing against, like I say, two banks of five. So it's hard to find those penetrative passes. But you think back years ago to... No, not even the the too distant past when it was lots of one-touch, pass and move, yeah. football, you know. You've got to move the ball fast to break down those sort of barriers because players don't have time to react, they don't have time to get into position, et cetera, et cetera. And I get you've got to go side to side to move them around, you know. You've got to move players about to create those spaces. But we weren't. We weren't moving the ball fast enough. I think what, what was key for me was David Luiz... And Gabriel were pinging some fantastic passes from the back yeah. to our wingers. But that was.
1: Your most creative player shouldn't be your centre. No, pick.
0: absolutely not. And it was so, uh, so obvious when David Luis went off injured. Yeah,
1: it was. That almost
0: our creativity fell apart a little bit. Yeah, so he went off in the 47th
1: minute, Something I think, with work. a yeah. muscle injury. And we basically stopped playing after that. Because mm. um, I, I, I think. I can recall one shot on target from Hector Bellerin, I think. It was yes. a decent effort and a good save. Yeah. But other than that, I really, I genuinely can't think of anything. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so I think those three midfield definitely represent where we are in as much as we, we can't create enough. Mm. Yeah, at the same time, I I was reflecting back on the game and I was looking at the stats and we, we created... Um, where was it? We had 12 shots and those shots have to come from from somewhere, and as much as we must have created something to, to take those 12 well, shots. Yeah. We only had four on target, and that's another issue. So, I, I don't know. What, what does that tell us? I mean, there's there's a phrase, isn't there? There's lies, damn lies, and then there's statistics, or something like that, which is the stats can be one thing, but actually what, what represents a good opportunity and and, uh, and a shot to have four on target is not mm. fantastic, is it? Um well,
1: well, I think if you just look at how we've lost the game, for me, that's 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 the issue right there. Jamie Vardy, who we could have signed, <laughs> came on, one chance, goal. Yeah. And I think we're missing an opportunity by not playing Aubameyang through the middle. Yeah. I don't think it's the answer to all our problems but if we can have a quiet game you know hardly any shots on target but if he's in that forward area centrally at some point he'll get a chance and like all good strikers he'll he'll take it yeah, yeah. and that that can make the difference you know i mean lacazette
0: I just don't think he's the one. He scored three and three at the beginning of the season, and I thought, I "Hello, he's just Lacazette? it I'm I'm down for that, and slowly but surely he's kind of gone back in, into his his own ways, if you like, coming deep to get the ball. Et I cetera. mean,
1: I guess he was a bit unlucky with the goal he did score that was disallowed. Yeah, um, which was very early on, and that would have could have changed, set the tone. Yeah, changed the game, set the tone. Yeah, you know that Leicester have to come out. And at some point, if we go one nil up after
0: three minutes, yeah, they come chasing the game, and create more space, and we've yeah, got exactly. more opportunity to to find those gaps and and throw balls and what have you. What did you make of that um, decision? Because, like you say, four minutes in, corner comes in, yeah, uh, Lacazette gets his head on the ball, goes past Casper Schmeichel in, and it's ruled off or disallowed, if we're going to speak proper English, um, because. Uh, Apparently, uh, Granite Jackal was deemed to be in front of Casper Schmichael and therefore interfering with play. And that's why he, he had it ruled off. But when you look at replays, you almost look like it was to the side of him. Um, as opposed to in front of him. I uh, and I just could not, I could not get my head around. Hold on. How's that been given? I'm baffled. Well, not uh, been given, rather. Sorry. Who, who's look, looking at this?
1: Because I can't I can't work out how that's not been given.
0: Mm.
1: I can see how the lino might get it wrong. I can see how the ref might get it wrong. But if that goes to VAR with the technology that they're using, that they can't see that he's not interfering because he wasn't near... Kasper Schmeichel pushed him out of the way yeah. before the ball
0: came over. Yeah. Remind me, did it go to VAR? I don't, well, or was it know. Just out but by This is
1: another thing that bothers me about VAR, is that they don't show you when they're looking at it. Mm. You know all the things they're looking at, and then they reckon they look at all these things, incidents throughout the game. Well, show us then. Mm. Put a record out after every match, all the incidents you look at, and give
0: a reason why you didn't give yeah, it yeah. or why you gave yeah. it. It's because been, it's com- been the long, the tr- long sort of issue, hasn't it? Sorry to interrupt. You. It's been a yeah. long issue in in. English football that it's always been the referees are protected they don't come out and explain their decisions and if they did everyone would be a bit like I don't agree with it but I can kind of see why you've gone down that route with your decision but you kind of just left wondering all the time aren't you? Yeah they?
1: that's it um, just show some transparency some clarity on the situation Yeah absolutely Yeah, yeah. otherwise what's the point of using it?
0: Yeah yeah, I, I, and this is really bad for a podcast, but it wasn't an Arsenal game. And I hate to say this, it may even been Spurs or a Man United game. It, maybe last week or weekend before, and someone scored a goal, and I remember there was a player in front of the goalkeeper, and I thought, well, that's going to get chalked off because he's right in front of the keeper and that's interfering with play. And it didn't. And So when so when this happened, I thought, inconsistencies. And I hate, like you said last week or maybe even the week before, I hate talking about refs, hate blaming stuff on refs, mm. but it's cost us points. Oh, ultimately, and and it's those decisions that could keep you out of the top four at the end of the season. When you're not creating uh,
1: twenty chances a game, yeah, incidents like that do cost you points. You know, I mean, you can argue that you know we're not playing well enough; we don't deserve to win the games or or whatever. But you know, if the ball's in the back of the net and it gets unfairly disallowed uh, I think you have every right to be pissed off
0: about it and I, I think every Arsenal fan was screwing at that point um, because obviously goal being disallowed and then 24 minutes in Aubameyang joined us and he decided to take some tablets at the side of the pitch I don't know if you saw that or not I didn't see that I um, don't know if he was suffering from a migraine or a headache or he was sick to his stomach of the fact that that like goal being disallowed but um, I did start to think oh, for fuck's sake this is all we need and um, but, uh, I'm trying to think of notable moments from the first half. As I say, that there was, well, yeah, go on. I was going to say one in particular, David Luiz spreads it to Kieran Tierney. He beats his defender, crosses to Lacazette, and he's just got to literally put his nose on it.
1: Yeah. Would have hurt, but you know,
0: just, just the, the faintest touch, send it into the goal, and he didn't. And it's those who you think a oh, top class striker mm. would be gobbling that up, wouldn't they?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and, uh, and yeah, the, cheek to have a pop at Kieran Tierney for not playing it on the floor yeah yeah. It, I think he knew that he messed up there yeah it was a golden opportunity that
0: is one for an it, elite yeah. striker would take yeah. wouldn't Ketty have scored that if he was in well you know I, I, I don't know
1: come one on mate, he, he, really. is a sti- <laughs> he is a six yard box man player isn't yeah. he so yeah yeah, quite possibly he's decent with his head as well.
0: Yeah. Oli Giroud certainly would have, but <laughs> So I'm definitely not going there. It's <laughs> a not. different story. Um, but other than that, there, there wasn't an awful lot going on. As I said, David Luisa Gabriel with some, some fantastic long long passes. Survival so sloppy with the ball and nothing clicking for lacquer. There were some of the notes that I sort of noticed. Yeah. Uh there was a I think we had a
1: free kick outside the box. Um and obviously, you know, they keep drawing straws before every free kick. Yeah. And it was Shaka's turn to hit the wall. Yes. Which
0: I'm getting increasingly vexed about. You know what we need? We need to hire a set-piece specialist from Brentford. Oh, oh, we've done that. We've done that. Yeah, but come on. Having a pop at goal, we've got to start. Yeah, at least get it on just target.
1: pick a guy. Look, just get... Whoever, who wants to take free kicks? This is what you do in training. Who wants to take free kicks? Right. You will put your hand up. Right. We're going to have 10 shots each. Whoever gets the most in is our free kick taker. End of. And that's how it works, yeah. right?
0: Whoever comes second, you go second. Yeah. And that's how it works.
1: <laughs> and we only have three. And David, Louise, you, you get to the back. We, you can put your hand down. We're not interested, right? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sick of it. Just have, oh. Pepe can take... Oh, he wasn't well, on, the on the pitch, mate. I know, but do you know what I mean? Like, he looks like someone that's... He usually does pretty well. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, not just free kicks. I mean, corners as well. I thought some of them
0: were awful. Yeah. I know we scored from one, but some of them didn't even beat the first no, man. and that is my one of my biggest bugbears. Yeah. Like, I know what you're trying to do. They're probably going for the front post you know get 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 it do the old uh Tony Adams Steve bowl trick aren't they you know yeah. hit it on the first man, get it across goal and somebody to head it in, but you have to beat the first man to do that and w- and we've really failed at that there um There are a couple of questions that came uh just across social media. We saw them during the game, and um, we'll come on to them in a minute. One in particular though was, oh, we should have Ozil playing. Ozil would you know help unlock this uh attack. Blah, blah, blah. You know, we're not creating chances. And that's why I said at the beginning, well, actually, if we've had 12 shots on target, we must be doing something. Okay. It wasn't particularly pleasing on the eye, but we must be creating chances of sort. Would, would a nose would have been good in a game like that? Do you think? I mean, if there's a man to pick a pass.
1: Well, yeah. Is he that man? Uh, Yeah, obviously, but. I know it's all hypothetical. The the problem is, is he, he doesn't do the other stuff that's asked of him and and that's where we could be more sort of vulnerable defensively i guess
0: should he have at least been on the bench then
1: as an option <laughs> Mate, he's not even in the squad is he i know but these
0: these are the these are the questions that people are sort of asking you know all right you don't want to start him i get that but at least have him as a plan b because what of our players are much of a muchness at the moment you take off lacazette and you bring on lanceti he's pretty similar mm. you take off uh um, I don't know take off uh, Xhaka and you've got um, Nanny. you know they're both defensive sort of players aren't they there's yeah. lots of similar players and not mm. necessarily many game changers but
1: um, yeah Arteta's subs as well seem to be very much like for like rather than making a change that can change the course of the mm. game which is a little bit frustrating as well I've noticed uh, especially towards the end of a game when you know we're not when we need a goal you know where's it going to come where's the urgency where's mm-hmm. the just us and Wenger used to finish games with like five strikers on yeah. the pitch yeah. didn't he you yeah. know and you thought at some point you know something's going to fall for one of them yeah. and but we just don't look like doing
0: that no no, uh, and I, I, not I to did promise me. we were going to add some positivity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're getting to <laughs> it. <laughs> we're getting so. to it. And, and again, not to add to the negativity but, yeah. and to pat yeah. myself on the back, but the, I think it was last week or week before when I mentioned we need like an Oli Giroud type Plan B player where whatever we're working isn't whatever we're doing isn't working. So let's try a different route, and if that is dare I say it, a bit of a cross and try and get some um, heads on the ball, then do it. But you think about our strikers, as I said earlier. Yeah. last week other than Aubameyang they're tiny really aren't they you're not going to be competing at the back and and
1: our sort of way of attacking at the moment does seem to be through those wide players players, Mm. the full backs the the wide men and we are sort of we do seem to be crossing a lot into Mm. the box and it doesn't really make sense does it have
0: we become too predictable oh definitely everything down the left hand side isn't it let's be honest that's our strongest side and obviously what was interesting about this game was that Aubameyang played on the right-hand side um, at times, didn't he? Uh, yeah, didn't he started it. out on the right, I think. Yeah, I think I he, mean, I, he spent most of the game there. And I thought, you know what, I'm not a huge fan of him on the left, but on the right it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't all. work. So you're telling me that a Pepe, even a Whidian, or even a Reese Nelson, Nelson. could have... Been on that right-hand side. I think they they, they could have done a better job than a and that's not a slight on him. No, that's probably it's his just third, not his favourite position. You know, so yeah, lots of lots of things like that. That I was a bit like, are we really set up with the best team yet again? And are you trying to trick the opposition managers into thinking, well, obviously going to play on the left, and you know, so on and so forth. It, it just it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work. That att- attacking trio in the in that setup. Um, so that was kind of the first half there was lots of positivity lots of well that might happen happen there
1: was we the the way we lined up was different and I think that's a positive I know it's not quite worked out but having party in the side now uh, and being able to play that that four um, just it it will work better I think Mm -hmm. um, as time goes on I think we need to give the ball to him a bit more Yes. The ball went around for him um, a lot. Cause when he did have it, he looked again, sort of we'll, we'll go on about how he performed in the Europa League midweek, but he was he was positive, he does look forward a lot. Mm. Um Strong. He's strong.
0: There were players bouncing off him. Yeah. <laughs> strong, composed, yeah, got a good pass. And he looks like a quality player in some way. Gabriel has improved that defence. Oh yeah, again, he I thought has right, he improved was,
1: was very good again. Um, so yeah, second half, if you want to talk about that, um,
0: uh, it was just... Do cool, I? Yeah, it?
1: so... We played into their hands a bit, really, and um, we pushed a little bit higher, searching for that goal, as you do when you're at home, and uh, they brought Jamie Vardy on, who wasn't 100% fit, but again, he finds those
0: positions and... It was a stupid goal to concede, let's be honest. Yeah. David Luiz went off, replaced by Mustafi. Uh, uh, I I want to
1: defend him and say, well, you know, he's been out for a while and it was his first game. But, I mean, there's no excuse for switching off, really, is there?
0: No, on two counts. Yeah. One, Gabriel said to him, didn't he, you could see him point. Points and says, where's Jamie Vardy? He scored 10 goals against Arsenal. Probably didn't say that, but, you know... Use your head. Yeah. He's getting position. Is, is brilliant. It's it? fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Then he's been there well, <laughs> a minute. Um, um so he sort of, was, but you can see it. He's pointing, isn't he? He's saying, watch it, him get over there. Yeah. Second point is there's no surprises with Jamie Vardy. You know what he is? You know what he's going to do. He's a pace merchant. They'll knock it over the top and he'll run. That's what he does. That's his game. And so if you know you're playing against a player like that, Back off five, 10 yards, because then you'll have your, your head start if the ball comes over. And if it doesn't and it comes to his feet, you can, you can, you know, meet him and challenge him. But Mustafi did neither of those things. And it was just a, a simple goal really, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was went sharp. over to Unger, I think yeah. it was, and simple cross to, um, Vardy to head in. So it, it was all just a bit of a shambles and, then- and not surprising moments later again he got done by a pass yes is that when he had the one-on-one with Leno
1: yeah and um, Mustafi looked like he was running through treacle he was so slow mm. he was nowhere near him mm. uh, it was a bit of a lucky save really it just hit Leno in the head I think or the face yeah um, but yeah. again you know that could have been 2-0 2-0 yeah worse. absolutely
0: and like, you know fair play to Leno he's come under some criticism and we will come on to and onto that in a moment with the Europa League game. Um, I, I guess, as we said before, really, it's, uh, it's very frustrating. We didn't create enough, even though the, the stats would suggest maybe we did. Um, I don't think they were clear cut enough. Um, a question, and I think it may have come up in the questions from, uh, listeners on the social media. If Mustafi's coming on and he's, you know, been out for as long as he has, should Saliba be given a chance?
1: You know. Well, that that's the question, right? The I, I, I don't understand why not. Yeah. Because Leicester were playing Fofana, who's nineteen, and just, just, come, just come from centre. Saint- etienne <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a strange one for me. I, I don't know why you would play someone that's probably on their way out this
0: summer. Mm. I mean. Well, there was, there was a story out today that if you saw it, uh, that we had offered Mustafi a new contract in the summer and he rejected it. Keen to move to, uh, Italy or Spain or somewhere closer to Europe, basically. Mm. Um, appointed a new German based agency in January, uh, and he wants to move basically right. despite the fact we've offered him this contract and he said no to it so if if someone's heart and mind is not in the club what are you what are you doing we tried to get him out in the summer for all that reason and he didn't want to go or we couldn't make it happen why are we relying on someone like that I, honest, honestly I, I don't I don't
1: know I think Saliba's there's obviously some sort of situation there with him um, That it's, it's not a language thing I saw someone mention is it to do with the fact that he's uh, you know not doesn't speak English yeah. or not
0: speaks French but then you've got Gabrielle's just come from but France but look
1: it's football yeah you know, I've played in a foreign country and you get on with it you know what people are saying
0: yeah
1: yeah that you just point say pass back forward you know there's only a few words you need to know yeah. really yeah. to be able to play
0: um, um so look it, it is what it is we we lost 1-0 it wasn't fantastic it was our third premier league game in a row that we've lost uh is the f- sort of feeling of love towards Arteta changing do you think a in your perspective personally and b across the fan base what have you seen heard the feeling again Uh,
1: as soon as something happens like this there's a a sort of an overreaction Mm -hmm. an emotional one Uh, on Twitter that's what it seemed to be from people I think there's always going to be people that say stuff in the heat of the moment for me feeling wise I feel the same I think he's the right man for the job he's improved us he just needs time and I don't mean a few games he needs a A couple of seasons seasons, Mm -hmm. a couple of years to get it right. Um, Klopp was almost on his way out. I hate to refer to Liverpool, but they are the benchmark at the moment. He looked like he could have, could have got the sack. And then they managed to turn it around. And now look mm. where they are. Mm.
0: And also you look at, as we said before, the improvements that we've made in the transfer market. Our defence is better. And so it's, it's ideal, because no. it's not. But it's better it is. for the signing of Gabriel. And midfield is better for the signing of Party. Um, I suppose January will be interesting. And the debate going around at the minute is, what do we need more? A world-class centre forward or uh, an attacking midfielder? Well, we've got a world-class centre forward. Thank you. Took the words out of my mouth. I think so too. He's just being played on either wing for some reason.
1: We've got a Bamian. We've got a Saka, Pepe. All right, the jury's out on Pepe a little bit still. We've got Willian, again, jury's out. But, you know, he is proven in the Premier League that he can do the business. And they're, we've got Martinelli the, to come yeah, back. Martinelli as well mm-hmm. as the other one I was going to say. Uh, you know, he, he's just massively exciting young talent that uh, can play out that way, you know, on the on the wing. So, Abamian doesn't have to. And I think... At some point, Arteta is just going to have to
0: bite the bullet, bite the bullet, and do that. Mm. I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't really. And this is uh, Aubameyang's what fifth game in a row without scoring.
1: Which... Well, he scored midweek, didn't he? In that, sorry, in the
0: Premier League games, yeah. I mean, uh, which I think is probably his longest run in a league or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So um, hopefully, this little well, Messi hasn't scored for six games. He's shit. I know, so... <laughs> Awful. Glad we didn't almost sign him once. Yeah. Um, hopefully this little period of let's test and see, you know, which wing Aubameyang's best on um, is over. He plays him through the middle and, you know, we get back to what we want to see. Um, just on Pepe. Again, clearly lacking confidence, but part of me feels like, he doesn't get the ball enough because he's on the right hand side and everything's going through our left. So yeah. it's almost—is there this pressure on him that's like I don't get the ball a lot, so when I get it, I need to make something happen. And he tries too much, and then it 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 all fucks up because he's one of the best at the club for taking players on. Yeah, brilliant. Will commit a player, and um, we just need to spread the ball a bit a bit better, don't we? Mm. Yeah, he's
1: Let's a he's a sort point. of he's a transitional sort of player, isn't he? That, can beat a man, break the lines, but I just feel like he was a bit unlucky when he came on yesterday because I just felt there wasn't any space for him. No, he, he wasn't getting the ball either. I don't. I think I saw him touch the ball once, maybe twice. Yeah, and he lost it. He yeah, never ran it, didn't he? Yeah, he ran
0: into someone. Mm. Um. Okay. Best Arsenal player yesterday from a man of. Uh,
1: first half I thought Louise was good I thought the full backs were good Bellerin and Tierney were you know really Solid. good they were playing so high up mm. uh, Bellerin was brilliant actually very was, attacking yeah really good Um overall it's really hard to pick someone mm. isn't it uh, maybe Gabriel again just not really his fault for the goal what, what did you think? Uh,
0: same. I think if David Luiz had played the full game, he probably would have got, you know, a uh, tip of the hat for being the best Arsenal player on the pitch, which again speaks volumes about the fact that he was our best player, not because he was making last-ditch tackles, but because he was spreading the ball so nicely. Uh, but he went off, um. Bit of a worry that he might miss the United game? Uh, well, if is the replacement, then yeah, very worried. Mm. And and if you'd have asked me earlier in the season, would you be worried that we're going to miss David Louise? I'd have said, ha ha, good one. Yeah. Um, so that, that, again, either speaks volumes about our situation in defence, or uh, he's turned it around. I'm not sure if it's a bit of both. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's that. I think yeah, uh, let's, we've, let's we've dissected it enough. Let's move on let's to move something on. more positive.
1: But look, like I say, not all is lost. You know, the first half was encouraging. Party coming in, new formation, kind of. I think it's the way forward. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Europa League Thursday. Uh, Thursday night, Rapid Vienna. It was a strong lineup. Yeah. Um, Party obviously started. It's his first start uh, for Arsenal. And I thought he was exceptional, um, a level above pretty much everyone else. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Um, we weren't great though, were we, as a team?
0: We weren't, and uh, if I'm not mistaken from memory, we actually went one 0 down, didn't we?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, pass, passing it around at the back. Yeah. Uh, Louise to Leno took maybe one too many touches. Pass wasn't great.
0: So yeah, he he was at fault really for that, for that goal. Yeah, he was. He was. Do you think, um, if you recall when we, when we first started this podcast, because obviously we let the, uh, we let the, um, the summer, the summer transfer window play out and then we started this podcast. Do you, if you remember correctly, we were starting this podcast going, geez, we've got so many players. Yeah, we didn't get rid of enough. Which means we've got a massive squad. And mm-hmm. uh, let's be honest, the Europa League is a second rate European competition, which in my head, uh, would indicate, Hey, there's an opportunity here to rest some players and actually play more fringe players and probably still do well enough, uh, in, in this, in these games, because the fringe players will be hungry to prove a point to Arteta that, look, you need to be starting me in the Premier League because look, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, ripping it up in the Europa League. And yet I look at the starting lineup for that game and I think, you know, Leno, this is the starting lineup against Rapid Vienna. Leno, Louise, Gabriel, Kalatinac, uh, Cedric, Elneny, Party, Saka, Pepe, Lacazette, and Ketia. What, let's have a look. One, two, three, four, five out of eleven players didn't play against Leicester, but they did play in that Europa League game. Um, and I'm not saying that that's the reason that we lost that Leicester game, but do you think we should have freshened it up a bit more? Possibly. Uh, I mean, do you think the teams are too similar, I guess, is what I'm saying? Was there enough recovery time, uh, mentally I just, and physically?
1: Uh, I don't think we have the... At the minute, there's a few injuries at the back where it's difficult to change the centre-backs. Um, was Holding supposed to play in that and he didn't? Or was that the game before? No, that was the game before, yeah. Uh, yeah, so...
0: So, defensively, I, I get that, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I suppose, obviously the fullbacks changed, but they were pretty bad, weren't they? And it wasn't until Hector came on, really, yeah. that we looked a bit more positive. And, yeah, attacking.
0: I, I guess from my perspective, I'm thinking, Rhys Nelson can't buy a minute of football from us. Well, NCAA,
1: yeah, I'm though. a bit worried for him, really. Um, mm. Eddie Nketiah was playing out wide in that game, and just doesn't work no, for me. No, it's
0: like, you, how, how... What makes you think, I know, I'll play Nketiah on the wing when I've got Reese Nelson on the bench, mm. and Reese Nelson's not going to play against Leicester. So you, you would think, hey, here's an opportunity for a guy to prove himself. I, I just don't get that. I don't understand it whatsoever. Um, even like Joe Willock. You know, you think, maybe an opportunity for him. Play alongside party and learn uh, how to control the game in midfield. Didn't happen for him. Maitland-Niles, you know, had this rapid rise and he got into the England team. Nothing happening for him. So I just don't understand it. And yet, let's be honest, I can't imagine they're going to come in and play against United either at the no, weekend. No, so no. I, I don't know. I, I just think I'll bow down to Arteta's knowledge because he, he sees them a lot more than I do. So he knows what's going on. But there's something that makes you think, Well, what are we missing?
1: I guess our first sort of fixture in the group our hardest fixer on paper, away to Rapid Vienna. Maybe he just for, I'll put out as strong a side as I can, get the three points, come home. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then go from there. We might see a few more changes this week. Uh, I think we've got
0: Dundalk. Dundalk yeah. At home. Uh, pass, I don't know off the top of my head. He can check. I think it is okay. I'll take your word for it. Well, look, so it I is think, at home. I think
1: yeah. I think we will see a few more in that. I don't think party will start in that. He's played two games in a row, ninety minutes, just resting for Man United game. Yeah, I yeah. would have thought. You know, El will come back in again for that. Um, I think we may see Joe Willock, but again, you just, you don't know. But yeah,
0: I guess he... it would said, make sense. It would. I mean, as you said, uh, Joe Willock is kind of he was always the. 70th minute replacement, wasn't it, for Ozil when Arteta first came yeah. in. Um, uh, but again, that seems to have bored off a little bit. Um, and I get what you're saying. I, I guess Arteta maybe thinking, like you say, get three points in the bag, get us off to a good start. Yeah. But it was still really drab. We went 1-0 down. We didn't create loads as it was. It was a boring game of football to watch. Yeah. Uh, and when we went one nil down, I just thought, oh God, here we go. Here we go. And luckily we managed to turn it around. And I think with the
1: goal, you know, that it's a good match to get that sort of error out of the way. Yeah. Because um, it will happen this season. It will happen again. When you're playing out from the back, You you can get caught and... It happens to Man City, and they're sort of the best at it in the league. So, yeah, it's not. I'm not worried about uh, Leno, and uh, even though he's at fault, you know, I don't think. I mean, it seemed to affect him for the rest of the game.
0: It did because he had a couple of other incidents where he thought, "Jesus, this is getting a bit ropey."
1: But I think he showed yesterday that he sort of moved on from that. He's a he's a confident guy, isn't he? He's quite Mm. German. Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 And in that recent interview where he said, "I am the number one. I will always be the number one." Was he a robot? It was Terminator. Um, that was David Luiz's fiftieth appearance. It for was. Yeah. Can I wrote that. that? Down. Yeah. That seems that, to have flown uh, by. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> um, and it was also Aubameyang's twelfth goal in nineteen Europa League games. Mm. So. Um, I don't know, I guess it just proves that he's a goal scorer and he, he can make it happen for us, so Yeah, I mean, we really didn't kick on until those substitutes uh
1: sixtieth minute, I think, around that time. Obamiang and Bellerin on for Cedric and Nketiah. They just they made the difference really. The, mm. just that extra bit of quality that Um you know, Louise scores the header. Good uh, header. Yeah,
0: and I was pleased for him
1: actually. Yeah. Um he should be getting more really. I think he's decent in the air, isn't
0: he? you have got free kick opportunities, yeah. yeah, he definitely should be.
1: Well yeah. It was a good delivery, I think, Pepe. Yeah. You know, put the ball in. Yeah. So that's another assist. So yeah. keep some haters quiet for another week. Another match, you know. Yeah. Um we need more consistency though, again, you know, with the dead balls, but we've we've covered that, so and then the winner, El Neni, turned into Hello. Pirlo. With that through ball for yeah. Hector and an easy tap in for Aubameyang.
0: Yeah. Shades of old Arsenal. Yeah,
1: slicing through for a team. I am looking forward to when we can bring in a couple of uh, creative players.
0: players. It feels like, I know first game of the season we beat Fulham... Three one was it? Three mm-hmm. 0 something like that. I can't remember now. Um, Seems a long time ago. It feels like ages ago since we smashed a team convincingly. You know, mm. um, and I think more that was more down to them being quite poor, really. If you look at the subsequent results they've had, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're not really Premier League level, and no doubt they'll they'll probably have a uh, one hell of a relegation struggle this year. So as you say, it's more about the opposition than us. I just mm. don't think. For whatever reason, we're, we're clicking particularly well. And you know what, actually? You look back and think about the victories that we've had at the end of last season when we beat City. We soaked up all the pressure and hit them on the counter. We did a Leicester to them, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, with Aubameyang scoring when uh, Kieran Tierney, Katie, uh, hit it over the top. Uh, and before that, was it Liverpool that we had to beat to get to to them? It was a similar sort of game yeah, plan. Yeah. So... I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I'm hoping that it's going to happen but I'm looking forward to the, the day that we can finally create loads of chances and just smash a team 3-4-0 like we used to you know years ago mm. so
1: yeah maybe i have sort of less shots against us because I still feel like we're conceding too many yeah Um did you have a man of the match from that game?
0: Um I thought party controlled everything. I I thought, again, he was just. He
1: was dominant. Immense. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I've got a couple of stats for you. Go on. I I do love a stat. So, he made 83 passes, the most by any player on the pitch. Impressive. Five tackles, one. And 10 duels, one. Yeah, he showed his class, really. I thought he had a presence, uh, the way he moved around the pitch, he sort of glides. Past players, they bounce off him. Uh, he's he's positive. He's calm in possession. He you know wherever he sort of receives the ball, he's, he doesn't look too rushed.
0: No, he does have that kind of relaxed look about him, but yeah. makes stuff happen. Yeah. I, I know what you mean.
1: Uh, he's you know quite he's uh, good in the air as well. He's got a good aerial dominance. I thought, which is something we've lacked for a while in the middle.
0: Yeah, he's ironically we've just sent. Torreira to replace him, and they couldn't be more different in that respect. One's tiny, one's, one's huge. Um, and I hate it when people say, because we've had this with a number of players, he's gonna, he's like Vieira. We've replaced Vieira. All right. I actually feel with him, he could, he could be that mold of player, you know, big, tall, strong, dominant, good, good with the ball. Um, I don't feel it might be under
1: instruction, but he doesn't seem to be willing to, get forward as much Mm. he'll go to a certain point and he'll give it to someone else he's happy to do that yeah but you know whether he's been told to do that or that's just the way he plays
0: I think that's just a a, a disciplined defensive Mm. mind which may well have been because he's played at Atletico and they are a defensive team Mm. or whether that's just his makeup and that's how he plays but I don't think it's a bad thing that we've got someone that actually thinks start from the back keep a clean shoot yeah. Breakdown attacks. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm pleased with him. It, it certainly gives a bit of... um What's the word? Gives a bit of uh optimism for what the future might hold with him, which is good. Uh, and as you say, we're next game, this coming Thursday, at home, eight o'clock. Dundalk. Dundalk. Who lost. Yeah. Well, well uh, this
1: could, you know, it's about time we had a sort of I don't want to say easy fixture, but...
0: Oh, put, put the cat amongst the pigeons with that one. They went one nil up. Yeah. And then uh, they lost to Mould. Um, My bathroom's lost to Mould. Yeah, I should have used Sillip Bang, really. <laughs> that would have... Yeah. Bang and Mould is gone, is not the catchphrase. Um, look, let's be honest. Then they're obviously not the strongest outfit... And hopefully, this could be a morale booster if we manage to beat them convincingly. Mm-hmm. Which, when you look at the work, you know, the worlds apart in terms of budgets and and players that we have got, etc. I just don't want this to be a game that we think it's only Dundalk, yeah, which is just just, you know, rock up and and we'll thrash them and we make hard work of it. Um, so yeah, that's my views on that one. Yeah. So we move on to some
1: questions.
0: Yes. Let's do, sir. Let's have a look at some questions. You got any there, diddly? We've had a number of questions this week. Actually, I, actually, I'm going to start if that's all right. Yeah, go, go through. Because last week we received a question from red white Guna, who's at red white underscore Guna on Twitter. And we forgot to read his question out. Right. And so I promised him that we'd read it out this week. So, uh, apologies. Red, white, Guna. But his question was, we have put Saka in the number seven shirt. Where is his best position going to be for this season? And what changes do we need to make to accommodate to the side to have him playing regularly at the level he is clearly able to? Now, you've spoken before about you quite like him in that left-centre type role. Is that right? Yeah. Sort
1: of. I know he's number seven, but like I don't know what I would call a Number eight, I guess. Yeah. Kind of uh, a bit more forwards from the the free midfielders, because mm-hmm. um, he's our most creative player. I mean, if not there, then out on the left and Aubameyang through the middle. It just seems it's so obvious. It isn't seems it? like a no-brainer. He got twelve assists, I think it was last yeah. season, from mm-hmm. mostly playing out there, a little bit at left wing back. But if we're moving away from that,
0: yeah. What I don't understand is that Arteta likes balance in the team, doesn't he? That's why he's got Gabriel. He wanted a left-footed defender. Yeah. He wanted a left on the left and a right on the right. And it's the same with Xhaka. plays on the left because he's a left-footer. So, to me, it's it, it makes sense to have... guess that's my favourite position for him. Playing as a left midfielder, left winger, whatever you want to call it. Um, and committing the defenders. And plus, he's got a good link-up with... Kieran Tierney, isn't he? Yeah, and he
1: is one of those players, you know, that does the pass and move. He's, you know, he's good at that. Yeah, yeah. Finding the space and...
0: Yeah. And the second part, what changes do we need to make to accommodate him to the side, to have him playing regularly at the level he's clearly able to? Well, drop Lacquer and put over through the middle. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's not like he doesn't see enough of the ball if he plays on the left, because as we said, everything goes through the left-hand side of the team. Um, why do you think we don't play more to the right? Because David Luiz is
1: right-footed and he pings it diagonally, diagonally to that to that
0: wing mm. for the most part. I wonder because obviously the other side you've got uh, Gabriel who pings a ball just as nicely, but he also plays it to the left. I noticed he wasn't necessarily overlapping mm. and playing diags to the right, and I also wonder if it's. Um, we do tend to go through Xhaka for a lot from defence to midfield. Yeah. And Xhaka loves to play that left footed mm. sort of curler, if you like, onto that left wing.
1: I did feel last night against Leicester it was a bit more balanced. There was, you know, quite a lot of good stuff coming down the right as <clears> well. <throat> I thought, you know, Hector had a really good first half. Yeah. He was unlucky, really, not to score himself.
0: Yes. Yeah, you're right. Okay, well, there's the first one from Red White Gunas. Thank thank you very much. Um, Diddley? You want one from me? Go on. What you got? Um,
1: Well, I mean, we've covered it, but there's a question here from Mohit Godbole, 24. I understand there's a process, etc., but how long before Arteta realises that Oba has
0: to play centrally? Uh, a few more games, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm hoping by, if he doesn't play him centrally against Manchester United, he's, he's mental. Best player in the best position against, you know, a rival team for one of those top four places. Yeah. You just play your strongest team against the strongest teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. The strongest opposition. So, um, Mohit, I'm hopeful and hoping that it's going to be this coming weekend that it changes for him and he thinks you know what he's not a left winger or a right winger he's a central midfielder he's a central midfielder he's a striker basically yeah yeah you same He, he has to for me I just think he's
1: wasted you know in games where we're not creating a lot and we only you know hopefully get that one chance if he he has to be that player that's that's central and playing that centre forward role that that gets it, you know, because mm. I put money on him more than anyone else in the squad to finish it. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Want another
1: one? Uh, yeah, sure. I've got one from Guna Stahl at Guna Stahl. Love it. It's nice and simple. Oh, uh, it is? Uh, why is Saliba not getting a look in? Oh, have we done that one? No, no. He's just on the same wavelength as oh, right, yeah. Well, this is <laughs> I like it. Uh better to give those minutes to Saliba rather than to Mustafi whose contract runs out soon. Could it be his language barrier? See so I knew I'd seen that.
0: Yeah. Question. Either that or he's read our minds. Yeah. Um why is he not getting a look here? We know about the issues with the unfortunate passing of his mother. Yeah. Um it's hard because you want to say oh, he's young. There's a, a difference in class between Saint Etienne and Arsenal and League and and the Premier League. But then, as you said, for farmers doing it for um, Leicester. So it can be done. Um, you have to remember as well, he was a, a, an Emery purchase, not an Arteta purchase. Yeah, he was, yeah. Uh, and so you do wonder, his role's changed, is not he? Arteta has gone from head coach to manager. He's involved in transfers. Emery was a head coach. Um, and so you do wonder, now he's in that position of, I want to make the signings. How, how, uh, convinced is he, if you like, by Saliba for the here and now that he's good enough? And is he thinking he's won for next season or the season beyond? Um, you know, that, that's my personal opinion. Would I play him ahead of Mustafi? Look, Mustafi was shit last night, but to give him some credit, he's actually done a pretty good job since Arteta's come in. So. You know, he, he wasn't gonna come onto the pitch had David Luiz stayed fit. Yeah, maybe he was just and are we being a bit harsh? A bit rusty. Mm, probably not, because he still should know that Jamie Vardy's gonna make those runs and um how that was gonna pan out. But I, I guess Mustafi offers the experience that Saliba doesn't. That's uh, that's what we'd say about that one. Mm. Right, uh I've got one here from Gary Nichols, friend of the show, at Gary Nichols945 on Twitter. Uh, he says, I do agree with the Pepe comment, which we'll come on to, uh, maybe not a flop just yet, but maybe like paying Bentley money for a Fiat 500, which is why I would play him on Thursday. Um, I mean, Gary, if you've not worked out yet, Diddley and I both Italian, so uh, <laughs> um, but that's, that's kind of, you're hurting us there, dude, with the Fiat 500, although I'd probably get your, your comment, I, I understand what you're saying, why would you pay Bentley money for a Fiat 500? He's probably a bit better than a Fiat Five Hundred, though. But he's still bent. He's at money. least
1: the A Yeah, model isn't at it? least
0: he's a uh, quick one. He's maybe a I don't know what. <laughs> maybe he's a Stilo or a or a Bravia. Is that what they're called?
1: Maybe, maybe I'm biased because I do love a lefty. Yeah, you know, and I can see that the talent there that he's got. Mm. You know, one week we're sort of singing his praises because he's scored a great goal against Sheffield United and, yeah you know he sort of runs into a couple of defenders and the next thing he's a load of rubbish again
0: yeah
1: but I don't know he needs a good run in the side he needs whether it just does he just doesn't fit again like you said he he was an Emery player not a I mean he wasn't even an Emery player <laughs> because Emery wanted Zaha yeah and ended up yeah.
0: with, with Pepe but
1: yeah that. Yeah. I think he's good enough to be in the 11.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, the comment that Gary was referring to was from Kieran at Kieran NJL. He says, At what stage do we as Arsenal fans admit Pepe is a flop? He was awful tonight, lost the ball every time he got it, and his corner hit the first man. Um, at what point do we call him a flop, Diddley? I mean, if you look at his season last year yeah, as his first season in England, he's made that, that move. From a, a respectfully an inferior league, you know, he ended up with an FA Cup, and what did he score? Thirteen goals or something like that. I don't remember. So for a first season, actually, he did pretty well. I think the issue is if he didn't cost seventy two million pounds. Yeah. If you cost twenty five million, we'd be going decent player. Yeah. I guess for seventy two million, you want a finished a article. More, don't you you? A bit more. Yeah. You want someone that's going to have an impact on every single game, and we're not getting that, are we? Um. So. I think
1: you've got to leave it another season, leave, you know, judge him by the end of this one. Mm. I think if he's not working out, if he's not what Arteta needs, he's someone that we're not going to get
0: 72 million for, but. And that's the problem. At, at, at what stage do you think we may as well keep him because we've lost money? We're not going to recoup what we got for him. Mm. I mean, if we, if we tried to sell him now, we'd be lucky if we've got 40 million for him. I think so we may as well keep him and right, okay. don't you think I guess yeah and, uh, I don't know I'd be happy to keep him for at least another season personally speaking. Mm. Um, so yeah that's that
1: any more questions
0: yeah we've got we've got loads we've got loads of questions we've got loads of questions thank you for sending them in uh, here we go Arteta oh sorry sorry Sorry. is it from Mabuse at Mabuse Well, one eight eight six one nine zero zero. I get the eighteen eighty six, but what's the nineteen hundred reference? Not sure. Don't know. Anyway, Mavus kindly wrote in and says Arteta walked into the most obvious trap since the fall of Troy, which I think is Greek mythology. Uh, And Lacan might have issues beyond football. Genuinely worried about him. I don't know what they could be. Yeah. Maybe he's thinking it's a confidence thing. But I thought, as I said earlier, he scored three and three at the beginning of the season. And I thought, this is it. We're getting the lacquer that Leon had, that Leon sold to us. Um I don't think we're ever going to get
1: that. Like I that. don't. I don't. He's 29 now. Is he really? Yeah. Um, again, he's another one with less than two years on his contract. You know, what, you know, what's his situation? Should yeah. we have sold him?
0: Uh, well, there was talk that in the summer it was going to be him or Lacca, uh, sorry, him or Avamiyang signing right. the contract. Um, obviously, Orba has, but Lacca hasn't been offered one. I don't, no, I don't think one. he's been offered one, no. And also every time we spoke, we, yeah, as if we had that chance. Every time somebody spoke to Arteta about Avamiyang, I want him to stay. I want him to sign. He knows mm-hmm. how we feel about him. Every time that's come up for Lacazette, it's been, well, now's not the time to talk about contracts. Let's see what happens.
1: I think we might look to move him on in the summer.
0: Yeah, I do
1: too. While well, we can get some sort of fee for him. It won't be a massive amount, but I think if we can upgrade, we should look to do it.
0: Do you think he um would go in January? No. No? No, no. Um, no, no. Okay, fair
1: enough. Any other questions, mate? Uh, yeah, I have, yeah. Go for it. Uh, and someone we owe an apology to as well. Oh, go on. We forgot to give him a shout-out last week, but this week we've remembered. So, at Canon Chatter. Otherwise known as... Stephen. Stephen, yes. Um, yeah, sorry, mate. Sorry about that. Uh, just, you know, so much going on all the time. We apologise.
0: We do. But go and follow his account. He's at Canon Chatter. Uh, brilliant account. Loads of good content. And very thoughtful in his responses. Yeah. So he knows what he's talking about. So do go follow him. What's he saying?
1: So his question is, how many positions do we need to improve before we can honestly challenge for the league? For me, we need a top centre-back, right-back, attacking midfielder, and if we continue, he doesn't want much, does he? If we continue with <laughs> Obert on the wing, then a top-class striker. God damn
0: it, Stephen. You do know uh, this is Arsenal Football Club. Yeah.
1: Uh, centre-back. Agree. Agree. Uh, another Gabriel, please. Yeah. But with a right foot. Yeah, that'd
0: be spot on. Um, a a right-back, I'm going to disagree with you though. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. as a replacement for Cedric or to replace Hector Bellerin? See, I'm a Hector fan. I oh, yeah, yeah, am. Especially but. the last few games. He's been brilliant. And yeah. he's got something like four assists in the last seven games or something along those sort of lines. Yeah,
1: he's, he's definitely sort of improved under Arteta, I think, and sort of got back to the old Bellerin that we know. He, he might have lost a yard of pace, but he's still technically very good. Um, yeah, so
0: I, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Me too. Uh, an attacking midfielder. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Hundred uh, percent. And if we continue with Albert on the wing, top class striker. Well, even if we don't, I still
1: think we need another striker. We just discussed this. You know, Lacazette—he's hit and miss. You know, one week he's he he looks like a good centre forward, and another weeks he just looks knackered, and you know he just can't
0: hit the target. Mm. Is that your way of saying you also don't think then that Nketi is good enough to step up? As uh, a I, regular?
1: St- I, st- I still don't think he's good enough to start, no.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: that comment? Yeah, look, the time comes when you you can't have all these 30-year-old strikers in your squad. You need someone who's around 23 to sort of 25, you know. Mm. someone. We need someone that's about to sort of... Hit their peak and give us a good five years.
0: Yeah. We need a Gabrielle, but at the other end of the pitch. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's right. what we need, isn't it? All right, thank you for that. Another question. This one's from Khalid M.O., who's at Obima. Uh, Obina154. Um, I think this is a comment to the game, actually. Uh, last night he said, This isn't our job, it's Arteta's, who's proving day after day how poor he is in positioning players and finding the correct formation. Uh I yeah, I mean we've spoken about it throughout this whole podcast. There, there have been players playing in certain positions where you think, what are you doing? Um I don't know if that's him trying to outsmart the opposition or if that's him trying to work out and give his players a chance to prove themselves in certain positions, but either way, uh it's causing everyone a bit of a headache at the minute. So yeah. Any of us Uh
1: I mean, we've kind of covered it, but we've got one from Day One Baby, friend of the show, Paul. Day One Baby. (laughs) (laughs) Ashmitty, zero zero. Hello. Sorry, you're going to have to tell us uh, how how, how to pronounce that. Uh, Do you think Arteta lacks faith in Saliba or doesn't think he is good enough? Um, Again, it's just a bit unsure on that, aren't we? um, As to why he's not been in... Included at the minute. Um, also, um, any better than Shaka so far? Why not play him? Yeah, it's a strange one. I think just down to the fact that Shaka's a lefty. I think that's all it is. And the balance to the to the midfield that he, you know that he and can give his leadership. Mm.
0: Because um, whatever you think of his technical ability, his lack of pace, his discipline. He's a leader, and I don't think El Neni even gets close to that. His passing ability
1: is a lot better than El Neni as well. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. yeah. El Neni can do the five, 10 yard passes, but, you know, Shaka can
0: pick. And he's another free kick taker. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> Apart from when he hits the wall. Um, yes, yeah. Paul. Exactly that. Yes. Thank you, Paul. Um, right. I've got one here from Arteta. Oh, yeah. Arteta, who's at Jude Aholu, friend of the show, often gets in touch. He says, with every game lost with negative football is an additional point gained by Ozil PR. We'll come on to Ozil in a second. Um, why didn't he use William and Pepe to cut in like we did against Sheffield? Uh, Arteta is scared of conceding than interested in scoring. We are a boring side. Any thoughts on that?
1: Well, yeah. Boring is a strong word. Predictable, I think. At the minute, we are. Um, he's. It just seems like he's getting what he can out of the players that he's got. Maybe. Uh, I w- I would like to see William, Pepe, and Aubameyang as the front three. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I think probably.
0: Or Saka, yeah. yeah. Um, Do you think he's got too many attacking options that he's trying to work out what his best it one does is seem almost? Be- needs to do it in a game to work that out as opposed yeah. to in training he does seem to be
1: changing it up quite a lot yeah he? and I think if you look at other teams that sort of are good going forward you know they're creative score a lot of goals take a lot of shots I hate to use them again as an example but Liverpool even well, I'm not going to say them but Chicken down episode. the road yeah. uh, you know they've got a decent front three and it's the same front three yeah for most games, you yeah. know, and maybe he just hasn't found it, but hopefully he will soon because the more they play,
0: the more they'll click. That's the way it works, isn't it? It's like any level of football, whether you're playing five a side down at Power League, 11 a side on a Sunday or Premier League. Mm. The more you play with players, the more you know where they're going to run, how they're going to yeah exactly. attack and what they what they're good at. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. If you keep chopping and changing, mm. it does make it a little bit harder to do. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Uh, and every game lost with negative football is an additional point gained by Ozil. Right. Should we yeah. get onto the Ozil thing then? We can. I've got one more question. Oh, actually, it's not a question even. It's a comment. Um, again by a friend of the show, so I don't want to leave them out. No, they're and all they're, friends of the They're all friends, friends of, the show, of the show. You are all friends of the show. Friends and family. That's how close we are now. Uh, this one's from our good friend, DD, who's at Darren underscore Dupree. Um, he says, Extremely poor and extremely predictable. Uh, time to drop Lacquer and Xhaka. Tobias so wasn't good enough either. No rotation in Europe and injuries will follow. Arteta better learn fast. I mean, we've spoken about all of that, but yeah, very good points. And, uh, I think injuries will follow if we're not careful. So,
1: well, this, you know, Louise's come off injured, hasn't he? Mm. And that is down to the fact that he probably shouldn't be playing that as much as he has been. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rob Holding's obviously injured. Yeah. I do worry about our defense because all of a sudden we've gone from, we've got eight defenders. Yeah, I know. Two. Well, they're all injured. Yeah, to uh, who's going to play defence, and I don't want to see us get back to a position of have to play Xhaka at bloody centre back or Kieran Tierney at centre back or whatever. I know that means we'll probably end up going to a three again. Um, so anyway, that's that. You want to talk about your good friend
1: Meza? So Meza,
0: obviously, since the last podcast,
1: he got left out of the Premier League squad and Europa League squad. Yeah, Bye. so it looks like that's it now. Um, he's not going to play again for the club
0: thoughts um how are you
1: feeling about
0: that it does leave me with a bit of a sour taste in my mouth because all right he doesn't fit into our plans he doesn't he doesn't fit into the way that we want to play football um do you think it's purely a footballing decision absolutely not absolutely not and actually on that point the rumors going around are, it's all, everything changed when he came out against China and said, mm-hmm. you know, Muslims was being persecuted in China, it's, it's terrible, the world needs to do something worse of that effect. Arsenal distanced themselves and said, we're not into politics, leave us out of it. Um, and noticeably, he had played something like the first 11 games, or I don't know what the number is, since Arteta first joined the club as manager. So, clearly he thought he was good enough up to that point. And also having played with him as a player, not just having him as a manager. Uh, So all of that happened. Then this week, um, Arsenal posted, uh, I don't know if you saw it, a political post. Yeah, I did. About what's going on in Nigeria. Yeah. And it's like, hold on a second, you can't, Say we're not into politics, and then put out a political statement like that. Albeit, completely understand what you know what's going on in Nigeria. It's awful, and, and you know any Nigerian listeners, we're totally with you. Yeah, we are. Um, but you can't almost give with one hand and take with the other in this instance. So that's why I think there's got to be something more than footballing reasons that Ozil has been left out. He is one of our best players at the club. He is the sort of player that players come to our club to play with. Yeah, He's a big name, he's an inspiration for a lot of players. Highest paid player. Highest paid player, yeah. Um, you know, probably the, the highest paid Twitter admin ever. The most creative player. Um, and But yeah, above everything else, he is our yeah. most creative player. And that's why I say, all right, you don't want him to start. He is a game changer. He could play the last 15 minutes of a game and play a pass that no one else has been able to do. So I, I really find it weird and what I did notice as well is Arteta taking a leaf out of the Arsene Wenger book of, blame me, it's all on me. I'm the manager. Yeah. I don't mind taking it on the chin even though it's probably not my decision. Um And I suppose my final thought is much like with Cazorla uh, and probably several others that have left over the years. It would have been nice to do the let's give him a proper Thank goodbye. you, goodbye. And thank you because... Right, his last two or three seasons might not have been great, but the ones before that, he was carrying us with um, Alexis Sanchez, wasn't he? Yeah. So that's, that's my long-winded view on it all. What about you? Yeah, quite
1: sad about it, really, and frustrated that it's sort of come down to this and they've not been able to resolve whatever it is, you know? Uh, I feel like there's no winner after all of this. and No. You know, we we look bad as a club. Um I don't think he looks great, some of the things that he's done, you know, albeit trying to look you know, look good, save us but at the end of the day you're undermining the, the, club. the company. Yeah. The club who's paying your wages. Sometimes it's best to just put up and shut up mm. and get on
0: with it. But look But he is a PR uh, machine and his PR team are on point, you know they are then they're, they're not going to stop there'll
1: be an overdrive until the end of the season I yeah, think. absolutely i don't like the way we treated him really, you know, just freezing him out like that it just don't look good, does it it's it's kind of i get i get it it's a it's quite um on one hand it's a strong show it's a you know if it is football, No one's bigger than the club kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling, if, it? if it is down to
0: that, you know. Um. I feel a bit like we've got egg on our face because we let Sanchez go to United, mm-hmm. which everyone was gutted about, and it's like, ha ha, you're paying 500 grand a week and you can't even get him in the team and he's shit and blah, blah, blah. And somehow we kind of ended up in a similar situation with our highest-paid yeah. player.
1: It's been a disaster, really, Football in terms, financial terms, business terms. Um, since then, uh, looking back now, knowing you know what you know and, and how things have worked out since he signed that contract. Go, would, going back, would you offer that contract? Um, would let's let because what what I'm saying is we're in a position where we just lost Alexis Sanchez. It didn't look good. We couldn't be seen to be losing... Both. Meza
0: as well. But it was a one or the other situation, wasn't it? It was which horse did we back? Do you think...
1: Obviously, knowing what we know... Yeah. You, you know, you, you wouldn't, I guess. But it would have been a... I think, for me... Difficult to to not.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, for me... And I'm not just saying this. From a footballing perspective, I would have preferred us to have backed Alexis Sanchez. Mm. Because we got more out of him. Mm. You got goals. You got assists. And yeah, it was very frustrating because he would give the ball away a lot. But actually, you could forego all that because of how much we got back from him. Um That said, I think from a business perspective... um Ozil's got more pull to the club commercially. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, off off the field. Um, So I guess the club were right to back that horse from that perspective. Uh, And I guess, as I said before, I think players come thinking, yeah, I want to play with Ozil, especially if you're a striker. You know, like you said, how many assists has he got? Like he's had the most assists in Germany, the most assists in Spain, the most assists in the Premier League in seasons. Why wouldn't you want to play with a player like that if you're a striker? Yeah, lap it up. Um, It has ended sour. Uh, And and what if I obviously put out this statement? It's a difficult message to write to the Arsenal fans I've played for over the past few years. I'm not going to play again. Blah blah blah. His last statement, his last sorry paragraph was. I will continue to train as best as I can and this bit and wherever possible use my voice against inhumanity and for justice. Mm. Why would you use those terms and those words if it wasn't about that? The the, the yeah, you know, speaking out exactly, against China yeah. and, and everyone else? Why wouldn't you? It's got to be about that, surely. Mm. Maybe we're even too much into it, I don't know, but um so a sad situation. Some people are glad when he's gone and actually I will be because the circus and the uh, you know the PR and the oh another Ozil story will be over with. But Arsenal being Arsenal and Arsenal fans being Arsenal fans, somebody will take his place and it will be the whatever show next, won't it, Yeah, yeah
1: uh, you know yeah, he's had some great moments and I've loved watching him. Uh Technically, I think probably one of the best we've had since Bergkamp.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think he, you know, he is that good on his day. Yeah. But the just, days don't come often enough, no, do they? That's it. It's, there was a lack of consistency there. Mm. Hopefully, we'll, we'll, you know, some, someone will come in and, in the future and, uh, and create as many chances for Obameyang as it's on crossing. the left wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so should we look forward to Sunday's game?
0: Yeah, Sunday against Manchester United. What time's kickoff? Uh I will tell you what time kickoff is. Kickoff is at 4.30 30. It is on Sky Sports. Um not box office, just on Sky oh, Sports. So yeah. you won't you get for that, which uh, yeah, which is which is great. Um United are always a bit of a bogey team for me. You always think, you know, they're shit, blah, blah, blah. Um, but they always seem to be on a bad run of form and then they play Arsenal and somehow turn into, you know, United of 1996 or something. Yeah. Um, Thoughts on that game? Are you nervous? Are you confident? Really. Are you, uh, no. You no? Know? What are you? I'm tired.
1: Um, <laughs> i I. Th- I th- I think that they're there to be beaten, um, but so are we. You know, at the minute. Yeah. So, draw. Um. It's the first game. I've, I don't feel like we, are as confident. Um. So yeah, I'd probably, if I had to guess, I'd say we, we might get away with a draw there. Yeah. I mean, they're quite lucky when it comes to VAR aren't they compared to us so yeah, yeah it would be nice to get one over on them obviously and
0: um, I'm just trying to find I can't find it. oh yeah it's actually at Old Trafford as well isn't yeah. it so chances are they will get a penalty at some point uh, may maybe it'll be the game that we
1: turn around this top six hoodoo of playing away and actually win a game
0: yeah I did see, I'm just looking for it now, which is why I sound a bit out of the conversation. I am looking for a, I did see a statistic um about Manchester United. Here we go. Just on its way, just on its way. Manchester United have no wins in their last five home Premier League games. They drew 2-2 with Southampton, uh 1-0 with West Ham. They lost 3-1 to Palace, lost 6-1 to Spurs, drew 0-0 with Chelsea. 0-0? Who says that? It's 0-0. Um, that's what I mean. They always seem yeah. to be on a bad run, and all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, Arsenal come down." Yeah, I'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll have that.
1: You, you know, it's going to happen there.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's it for this positive podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not quite as advertised, but uh, look, the signs are positive. Let's let's cut the crap. Yes. We're not far away from another January transfer window. We might get some players out, and I think it's quite clear that we need to get an attacking midfielder, which clearly was at the top of our list. Um, but we couldn't get the Hour deal over the line. We must have alternatives, and hopefully, we can get the deal done soon on whoever we're going to get, so that we've got them for the bulk of January and obviously yeah. up to. I, I think of the it season. would
1: be an alternative as well. I don't think we'll go back in for an no, hour. No, I don't. Slightly overpriced, maybe.
0: Yeah, and apparently, City, Not PSG, in particular, and Uve are are interested too. We can't commit, compete with some of those, can we? Um, we don't even have Champions League football.
1: Hey, we got Thomas Party. But we got
0: Thomas Party. Exactly.
1: We're, we're, we're on the up. Come on. Come on, you gooners. Right. So we wrap it
0: up. (laughs) Let's get out of
1: here. is my voice. Okay. Thanks again for listening. Uh, keep downloading, keep passing the pod to other people, other gooners. Uh, leave us a five star rating on Apple podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at blast arsenal pod. Anything else to add, Angelo? We are, are we are
0: still going to do a live YouTube. YouTube stream. When should we do that? I feel like we should pencil it in and commit to it. Yeah, I don't. Okay, so sometime, <laughs> keep listening, and then we'll be like, guess what, guys, next week?
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll sort try and sort something out, and we'll announce it on Twitter. What? No, no, no. I, I, I need to check my schedule. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah? true. I'm busy guys. I have some
0: pay-per-view matches to watch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, also, yeah, follow us and subscribe to our YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, which is right. Blast from the Arsenal. Go right. find it, get involved. Until then, thanks for all of your comments, and we are going to be back next, next week. week. Thanks. See you later. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Blast. From the Arsenal.